0: You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast, and this is episode number 39. This episode is brought to you by The Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal setting, visualization, planning your day-to-day, and regular review to help you get from idea to done. Learn more about The Visionary Journal by visiting visionaryjournal.co. This episode is also brought to you by my booklet, The Fear Guide: Silence Your Fear and Take Action. If the chorus of fear is regularly singing you out of your dreams, you need to grab this short read jam-packed with exercises that will help you quiet your fear long enough to take the next small step. Grab a copy by visiting thefearguide.com. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm. A show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey Star Chasers, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's great to have you. I am your host, Monique Malcolm. And the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creatives who want to leverage their brilliant ideas, quirky obsessions, and talents to create their own opportunities. This week, it's just me on the mic. And for the last handful of months, you may have heard me mention The Fear Guide. I know you've definitely heard it already on this episode because it was the sponsor of this episode. But today, I want to give you guys a backstage pass into the creative process and what goes on in my mind and in my process when I get an idea. So if you've ever been curious about how I go from idea to completed project, this is the episode for you. So let's roll it back a few months to July because I want to get into why I wrote the fear guide in the first place. It was never really on my radar to write a short book. That was not my intention at all. What I actually had in mind was to create a really quick opt-in about fear. Fear is a topic that comes up in many of my conversations, whether I'm talking with friends or I'm talking with family or clients. So it felt like a really good time to address that. And my plan was to come up with 10 tips or ideas about fear, dress it up in a beautiful PDF document, and get on my merry way. That was the goal. That's what I was attempting to do. And I thought, okay, maybe it would take me about two days to do this. What actually happened is once I sat down to outline this list of tips, I realized that I use the term chorus of fear all the time, but I've never defined what that is or what it means. And so it seemed like this was a good time to hash that out, give some definition and structure to this idea that I'm always using and give the course of fear some meaning, letting people know like, what does that mean? And that was really my starting point. So let's talk about the breakdown of my process. This process, I mean, there's going to be things that were specific to this particular project. But in general, this is the process that I go through pretty much every time I have an idea and I sit down to create it. It's it's the same thing every time. And when people ask me what my process is, honestly, I don't spend that much time thinking about it because at this point it's an like autopilot thing, but I have the same exact process, whether I'm creating a book, a planner, a digital product, a class, a webinar, the creative process for me really does not deviate that much. It always starts the same way and it always ends with the finished product. But I wanted to give you guys some insight into what that looks like and even some little things that came up as I was creating the fear guide because you know, maybe this is useful. One thing I will say, I've asked other people if they have creative processes and some people do and some people don't, but I find that the people who are really executing things and putting out a lot of stuff They have a process in place for that, and that is probably one of the main reasons why they're able to get so many things done, so many ideas created, so keep that in mind. And of course, your creative process doesn't have to look anything like mine. Your creative process is your own, but I want to give you guys an idea of what mine looks like just in case you're one of those people who doesn't have one and you want a starting point. So the first step, whenever I have an idea, I always start with a brainstorm, and I start with what I already know about my topic or my idea. In this case, I wrote down all of the ideas I had already formed about the course of fear and the steps I would offer someone if they told me that fear was holding them back. And I wrote down this brainstorm until the initial ideas went dry. So this is a a thing that I think is very helpful in the beginning part. The beginning stages of a new idea is just brainstorming. Whatever you already know, whatever's come to mind already about this topic write it down on paper. And I always brainstorm on paper versus on a computer. Pen and paper is the best for brainstorming because our ideas don't come to us in a linear manner. So I find that brainstorming with pen and paper is just really helpful. It allows me to get all of my ideas out without feeling like I'm constrained, like it has to be in chronological order, like it has to be perfect. I can write notes to myself in the margins. I can draw arrows to ideas that can be or should be linked. Essentially, I can make my brainstorming as messy as I need it to be and without the need of feeling like it needs to be perfect or I need to constantly edit. I just scratch things out. I write on top of them. I white out like it's just a really messy process. And I think that brainstorming is intended to be messy. So do not be afraid to grab your pens and your paper, your notebooks, and brainstorm. If you're a person who is a diehard, I need to do this on the computer, I digitize my ideas right away type person, that's fine. Another tool that I find is really great for brainstorming and lets you brainstorm in a nonlinear manner is Microsoft OneNote. And you can get that as a download for your phone and even for your computer, Mac and PC, for free. So definitely look into that. My second step is to create a basic outline. So after I finish brainstorming, I usually walk away from that idea and I sit with it for a couple of days. And this is where I find my creative process can be a little woo-woo or go off the rails of understanding for people a little bit. But this is crucial. This is so crucial for me because I need to get a clear mental picture of what it is I'm trying to create in order to move forward. And this happens every single time. I need to, to sit with an idea and turn it over and over and over in my mind until I have a good idea of what it looks like. Like, what does the finished product look like? And it's hard for me to explain that to people sometimes. But again, this is just a part of my process. In this particular case, I was pretty sure about what I wanted to write and how I wanted to frame this conversation about the course of fear. So I just stuck with the basics for my outline. I knew I needed an introduction, a few paragraphs about the course of fear and explaining what it was defining it. And then I needed to list out my tips. All of those topics along with my tips served as section headers. So this was all done in Microsoft OneNote. So at this point I've moved from paper and pencil over to the computer. And it's just like a basic skeleton outline like introduction with some spaces. What is the chorus of fear? More spaces, and then my tips all listed out. just bare bones. And then I moved into my next step, which was designing the cover art. <laughs> and this goes hand in hand with the idea of me really needing to be able to see in my mind's eye what it is I'm creating. So I do this for every single project. I actually create a mock-up or cover art of the finished product well before I'm even onto that stage because this is just one of those really simple ways for me to better visualize the outcome of what I need. And that is just, I can't understate how crucial this is for me. I literally cannot move forward on an idea until I know what it looks like. So that's how I know if an idea is worth it for me to continue pushing forward, if I can get a clear mental picture of it. If not, it's probably not gonna be a great idea. After I designed the cover art, I went into the research phase and researching your ideas is really important. It's an opportunity for you to see what's out there, how people are talking about your topic, what they're not talking about, and to see if there's anything important that you missed. And this is crucial because a lot of times we don't want to research our ideas because we don't want to find that there's something similar out there already or feel like we're copying someone else. Listen, there are no brand new ideas under the sun. And when we're talking about fear in particular, there's not that many brand new ideas about fear. So spending some time researching was just a really important step because it allowed me to see what was already out there and if the steps that I were offering, like, did I miss anything important? Was there anything that I wanted to add and and offer my spin on? And it gave me some things to think about. And researching also helped me figure out and determine the order that I wanted my steps to be in. So don't be afraid to, to research. Don't skip that step. The next thing that I worked on was actually doing the writing. So starting to create. I started filling in the individual sections as the inspiration struck me. It was easiest for me to tackle the sections that I felt I knew the most about and that just kind of called to me naturally to start writing them. So I wrote them out of order. I didn't worry about writing the introduction, although the idea to tell a story about my brother Maurice, it started taking shape really early on. And I just jotted down a note about that in the margins and kept it moving. I literally wrote until I hit a wall. Then I would just walk away from the computer. I kept up this process for three days. So I started the fear guide on a Monday. I wrote the outline. I started fleshing out the initial sections and I wrote for three days, not working on anything else until Wednesday. So Monday to Wednesday, I wrote about 3000 words, which, I don't think I ever have written that much in such a short time frame, but that, again, was another sign that this was something that really needed to be said and put out there because the words just came and flowed so effortlessly. Next step, getting feedback. And this is another, honestly, I'm going to stop saying this is an important step. All of these steps are important because I do them every single time (laughs) and they're really essential, the order that I do them in. But I asked for feedback on this guide early on. I had a friend, my friend Algie. He was kind of my unofficial writing buddy. I sent him the section about the chorus of fear and I asked him what he thought. And his initial reaction is the reason why I kept writing so enthusiastically. The chorus of fear metaphor really, really resonated with him. And it would because he is a singer. But he also pointed out that this was simple enough for the average person to understand. And his feedback was invaluable to me. After getting his initial feedback and writing out the bulk of what I wanted to say, I sent links to my work in Google Docs. So at this point, I had moved from OneNote over to Google Docs. And I started sending that link to really close friends and family and asking them, like, what did they think about this? And all of their responses really blew me away. I received so many thoughtful messages But the connecting thread was that everyone started sharing their current experiences with fear. And I feel like there was this collective eye opening to things that were holding my friends and family back that they didn't even realize and that they weren't taking inventory of. And so that's when I really knew that this idea was gold. And it was around that same time that I had the realization that I wanted the fear guide to be the basis of my signature talk. And this was huge for me because I have been wanting to figure out like what is gonna be my thing. I, I have a lot of knowledge and a bunch of different things because I'm always teaching myself new things, but I wanted an idea that I felt really strongly and passionate and had a viewpoint that was purely my own and this fit the bill, especially the idea of the Course of Fear because I made that up. And You know, when you make up something, you can shape the way that it's viewed. You can shape the narrative of it. And this was that opportunity. And after having that thought internally, like, ooh, now you've got a signature talk. Immediately, I thought that I wanted this to be a physical booklet. I didn't want it just to be a PDF to live in people's computer. I wanted people to have this to hold in their hands, to read, do the exercises And then come back to it later when the fear came back and repeat the process. And so that led me to the next couple of steps. The next step being editing. That's really natural. And I just did really, really basic editing. I didn't want to get caught up in trying to make this too perfect. And at that point, I didn't know how much of a life this was going to take on for itself. So I ran it through Grammarly, which will catch spelling errors and some grammatical errors and that was about as much editing as I did. And then at that point, normally I would be finished, but I decided I'm going to prototype this. I'm going to make this into an actual booklet now versus later. And because of everyone's enthusiasm, I decided that I was going to make it for print via Amazon Create Space. So as soon as I was satisfied with how much I had written, I went ahead and formatted it so that I could submit it to Amazon. So remember, I said I started writing this on Monday. I finished it around Wednesday evening, and I stayed up super late Wednesday night formatting it to go to Amazon CreateSpace, and I submitted it Wednesday night. So in three days, I went from having an outline and idea to the beginning of a short book. And within a week, I had the actual first proof of, the book from Amazon Create Space. So a really, really short turnaround time for this, but I just knew that I was onto something and I was really excited about it. Which brings me to my next thing. What do you do when your idea starts to expand? So this is one of those things that can really overwhelm people. When you have an idea, it's getting really great feedback. People are really enthusiastic about it and you start feeling internal nudges that this idea is shifting, it's expanding into something more. And I find that a lot of people get to this place and they get nervous and they get overwhelmed and they don't let the idea expand. They start crushing it because they start feeling like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this. That seems too far-fetched. It's too much. And I hate to do that to ideas. I want ideas to expand as big as they will get. And I will just figure out a way to make it work. That's my model. Figure it out, make it work. So at this point, I wrote the guide. I was already on the roster to speak at this event called the Compact Camp, which was feminist summer camp for a grown woman. And it was taking place in August. And I was in the middle of emailing back and forth with the organizers about my uh, session that I was going to be teaching for them. And at the time we were going to be doing a craft and chat. So I was going to be be bedazzling people's t-shirts with them. And we were going to be talking about what's holding them back. But I got this little nudge, internal nudge to send Meg, Meg from a practical wedding. She's been a guest on the show. I got this internal nudge to send her the PDF of the fear guide. And so I told her, you know, I, I sent her back what I thought I was going to talk about for my talk. And I was like, hey... You know, what we're talking about What's holding people back, that's in great alignment with where I'm at right now. I just wrote this this guide and I'm sending it to you because I just think everybody should read it. And she got back to me the next day and she asked me, could we just scrap the other thing and could she convince me to just talk on this? And I was like, yes, enthusiastically, yes. And so if you're keeping score in one week, I created, formatted, and submitted the fear guide to create space. And in that same week, I had booked it as its very first workshop. And the workshop was going to be happening about three weeks from that time frame. Now, this is what I mean about letting ideas expand. Do not be afraid of your ideas. Just let them grow as big as they can get and figure it out on the fly. The other thing that came up at this point for me was... What would I charge for a physical book, because there is a production value attached to getting things printed and shipping things to people. It's not free, and I didn't want to lose money on this or have to come out the pocket to pay for this. but I just felt so passionate that everybody should read this, and this is where bits of my spirit my spirituality come out because I just really felt like I don't know if you believe in God or. The universe or the creative energy, whatever you call it. But I believe in God. And I just knew that what I was being led at this point was to let this message be for everybody. Just to put it out there and don't hide it behind a paywall. So I decided that I wanted the guide to just cover the cost of production, which is why it costs $5. But I know that maybe some people. Don't have five dollars, so the other thing was it's available for free as a download. and there there are some few there are a few differences between the download version and the booklet version. There's actually an additional step in the booklet version because I never went back and updated the PDF after I added that additional step, but the majority of the content is the same. I did that because I just didn't want money to be an issue for anybody. Because the idea of dealing with fear, the reality of dealing with fear, we're all afraid of something. Every single one of us, we're all struggling with our own limiting beliefs, our, just the way that the, the chorus of fear just knows how to sing the right and best excuses to stop us, stop us dead in our tracks. And I just felt like if I could deliver this message to as many people as possible that You don't have to be fearless. You can still do amazing things. You can still create all of the things that you want to create. You just need to silence the fear just long enough to take the next step. I just felt like that message is universal and it belongs to everyone. And I didn't want to trap it. So that is why I decided to price it the way that I have and to make it available for a PDF. And I'm happy with that. I really am happy with that. And I went back and forth with my family about this. My grandmother, who's very religious, and I just told her, I said, I just don't feel like that is what I'm being led to do, like charging money for it. And I believe the bigger payoff is going to be in the long game, that somebody, the right people will read what I have to say, and they'll bring me in to teach this as a workshop, or they'll bring me in to speak to their employees, whatever. I'll get to talk to kids. It It doesn't matter. I just believe that in this instance, The long game is a smarter bet, and I'll make more money long term versus charging somebody a couple dollars at this point. And so that's why it is the price that it is. And I feel very good about that. I feel very strongly about that. I ain't changing it. It is what it is. So that is really my process and just like a behind the scenes of how and why the fear guide came to be. And I'm so proud of it, you guys, at this point. I'm recording this on October 17th, 2018, and this weekend, October 20th, I'll be teaching the workshop for a second time in Miami. So again, keeping score, I wrote this mid-July, and in three months, I will have already taught it to two different groups of people, and that's only the beginning. Here's the idea that I want to leave you with. Stop holding on so tightly to your ideas. The universe sent the idea to you because you are the perfect person to create it. You and all of your beautiful, flawed brilliance. The ideas that we are called to create, they do not belong to us. I don't care what you think. They do not belong to you. Your ideas are not for you. They are for the betterment of everyone. Your work can be the necessary first step in liberating someone else from their struggles. So there's an inherent selfishness in not creating the thing that you were called upon to create. Your work is just not for you. So every day that you let pass without stepping up to your calling, someone suffers because you haven't created the thing that they need. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but the idea has to be executed. And with that, I want to remind you to pick up a copy of The Fear Guide. You can find it at thefearguide.com, all one word. It's five bucks plus shipping, which works out to be about $8 to get a copy And you can get two copies for the same shipping price. So grab a copy for a friend. And if you don't want to pay the $8, that's fine. Download a copy. I would love and really appreciate if you would share it, share that page, share with a friend, share with a cousin, share with a coworker. I really do want to share this message that you do not have to be fearless. You just have to silence the fear long enough to take the next tiny step. Thank you again so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And I want to encourage you to go out there and pimp your brilliance.